welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your uh, weekday morning podcast where we talk uh, Game of Thrones over breakfast. It's Tony Hans and Jeremy in with you today. I don't change the words up ever, so I feel like I just got to change the voice. Start with a little excitement. We're hitting season three, episode seven, The Bear and the Maiden Fair. Oof. A little foreshadowing a couple episodes back, perhaps. Hi, guys. Happy, uh, happy, what the hell, day? Tuesday? Yes. Happy, nope, Wednesday. Nope. Uh, nope. It's been a bit. Tuesday. <laughs> it is Tuesday. <laughs> it's the middle Fuck of the week. Me. It counts. Right? Yeah, they, they just blend together at this point. Mm. Yep. Well, I tell you, we're also tackling Cherry today. I've butchered this intro the past two episodes. I'm sorry for that. I'm letting you guys down. It's all right. Kind of like posting scones inappropriately. Hmm. Mm. Don't say hmm like I did it. <laughs> you haven't yeah. done it yet. I mean, I have done it in the past, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. I think Jeremy's... Jeremy's uh, oh, I'm like a solid 50% at this point. Yeah. Jeremy's just so goes well. rogue with that. He's the wild card. <laughs> you never know what you're going to expect. You should follow us on Instagram, at Thrones and Scones. But uh, let's, should we get into the episode here? Would you guys like a little refresher with the wiki here? I would. I think let's let's hit that wiki. Um, I'll give you I'll give you an easy one. Let's just just uh, do a little Australian maybe. Oh, Go down right. under. All right. So I have a trigger word for my Australian accent because you can't just jump into it. You're going to get it wrong. So you got to set your embouchure correctly. And of course, everyone knows the. <laughs> let me guess. The let me guess. Let me guess. That. Yeah. And it's probably uh, it's the fact I already know it, what it is. I feel yeah, like. you know what it is. Uh, is it Keith Urban? <laughs> Keith Urban. Yeah. <laughs> Go to say Keith Urban. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, Keith Urban. Uh, Danny exchanges gifts with a slave lord outside of Yunkai. <laughs> Sansa frets about her prospects. Shay shaves. Shay shaves is a stupid fucking what grammatical thing. Fuck Don't you break character. Them. Sorry. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> Apologies, mate. Uh, <laughs> Shay shaves at Tyrion's new situation. Tywin cancels the king, and Melisandre reveals a secret to Gendry. Brian faces a formidable foe in Arinor. Arinor. I don't know how you say that. Arinor, probably. <laughs> All right. There you go. The bear and the maiden fair. Uh, a good one. I, did, I spent so much time trying to focus on how to read it that I didn't pay attention to a word that I said, so I don't know what happened in this episode. <laughs> and... I don't know if you guys ever get in moods like this where you just decide that you're going to write in cursive for whatever stupid-ass reason. I can't read any of my notes. And that's why they don't teach the kids cursive anymore. Yeah, Yeah, it's because it's terrible. We should be typing, really, but... No, my handwriting is just a constant random mix of... Yeah, mine is too. uh, There's no word that I write that stays either in cursive or print. It's It's just some weird hybrid... Do you have, like, specific... Because, like, all my H's, all my F's, uh, all my, like, B's and L's, those are always cursive. Yeah. Really? I think mine... My F's always is cursive? Yeah. Well, not like... So, not like not like the typical cursive F, but like a like a forte sign, almost. Okay, yeah. Like, if you're, I, I, if you're okay into music, that. like, you do that. But, like, it never... I never pick it up. I never pick the pen up. But, like an, like, an S. If you... Like, you do the weird S, like, the two loops? No, I didn't say no. S. Oh, okay. I thought you said S. I was like, oh, that's a weird one for me. Or if you did like R's L, or Z's, yeah. like Z's. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Cursed <laughs> Z's just shouldn't exist. Z's exist. <laughs> so I always, do, I always do cursive E's, and I think that's because my last name's mm. terrible. 
and I just like just uh, scribble through yeah. them basically. <laughs> I, the weird ones that I kind of wish I didn't do, but I'm for some reason just stuck. Is I always do cursive. I'm trying to think. Oh. I always do cursive R's, which looks terrible, horrible. And I always do yeah. cursive, which to make it much worse, I always do cursive N's and M's. <laughs> But I'm so oh. bad at it that it just ends up being random, like, humps. Like, <laughs> it, there's no, like, consistency to it. Sometimes my ends are one. Sometimes my ends are two. Sometimes my ends are three. I don't really know. It's just whatever I'm feeling that day. Mm. Well, uh, I'm going to try and decipher things here a, a little bit, as I do, to try and pick out the good from the bad. Uh, what did you guys think of episode seven? Where would you like to start? Somewhere, somewhere bad? Somewhere good? You tell me. Um, so just from mine, I think a good place to start would be with Arya, because I think last time we were kind of like, eh, you know, kind of bored, not a lot going on, and we kind of continue that. Uh, we do a bit. She yells a lot. Uh, <laughs> she she gets into some fights with uh, Beric, and as her kind of story winds down in this episode, something does happen, and then immediately, uh, you know, dead ends or cliffhangs, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it. Right, she escapes. She escapes, and then, then, then Sandor Clegane grabbing her. Mm-hmm. You're like, why would why why are you wait? Why is he waiting? Right, like, yeah, he was free. Yeah, that's a great question. It doesn't make sense. He's let. He's not that far from the camp. Right, exactly. It's like he was let go the night before, right? If not, more if not than that, more than yeah. that, but we have no idea of time passing. But for some reason, Could have been he's three like years. he's like thirty feet away from the camp, waiting in the mm-hmm. exact location that she's gonna run by. It's a little. It's a little weird. It is a little weird. It's a little dumb. But, um, but hey. yeah, so the hound has Arya now. We'll have to wait until next episode to see if that's a good or a bad thing, or what the hell's gonna uh, pan out with it. But they don't make it seem like. I don't felt like in this they were like, oh my god, he's going to kill her. Like, you don't get that fear, right? Like, it doesn't... No, I don't think so. I think us as viewers know that he doesn't really have, you know, malicious intent. Even though it's, he likes to kill. It's the fact that he gives that off to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. He does love killing. He loves he killing. Love. He tells everyone He likes that. everyone to know that he loves killing. Yeah, and he likes everyone to know that they love killing. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. You love killing, I love killing, we love killing. Let's really, go whether really whether they've killed or not, he's just he's just really obsessed. It's true, with that. <laughs> it's very true. I've noticed this season that we get a lot of like duality. Uh, so a couple episodes back, we get like John and Egret in the little like hot water having a moment, and then we get Jamie and Brienne in the hot tub having a moment. In the last episode, we start with Sam and Gilly around a fire, and then we move to Bran and Osha and Mira around a fire. In this episode. We kind of start off with, um, it's not the first thing that we see, but when we get to uh, the Wildlings, it just opens up on Tormund giving this weird sex lesson where he's like, most men fuck like dogs. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta treat her right and slow and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, okay. And then they just get up and walk <laughs> away and continue on with their shit. Um, and then it goes into Marjorie giving this weird sex lesson to Sansa. Where she's talking about, like, oh, Tyrion's quite experienced. Maybe you'll love her. And, you know, God loves Sansa, who I think they pretty much killed her innocence at this point. But she's still like, uh, she's still like, did your mother teach you this? Yes, sweet child. My mom taught me <laughs> all, about, all about these sexual things, you doughy-eyed dits. <laughs> 
Yeah, like in King's Landing, when I think this is where Bronn was talking to Tyrion about, like, why are you so gloom? You're gonna, you get two ladies, right? You get a, have one have your yeah, child, yeah, you're right. and then you can still keep sleeping with Shay because what? Who's gonna stop you from doing that, right? Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. maybe you know. Shay, probably, <laughs> perhaps Shay. This, yeah, it's my least favorite moment of this episode, Tyrion's conversation with Shay. With I understand Shea, yes. to an extent. They seem to be implying a lot uh, because Bronn says it, Shay says it, that Tyrion kind of has a thing for Sansa Stark, but I never get that oh, vibe from him, I, and I don't know where that's coming from. I don't think anyone does. It's, yeah, I don't Even in I the next episode, like, you still don't get that. I didn't like that I either. I don't really know why they keep saying that. And it just all becomes creepy, and I think, again, I think, like you said, I don't think it's this, uh, might be the episode, but Sansa's only 14, too? Like, why would Tyrion yeah. be interested in it? Right. And then... And he never acts she, He yeah. never acts interested. No. So I agree, yeah. And he doesn't, going forward, so I don't really get it at all, but we did ask a while back now at this point if, I think it was when we were introduced to the character, like, does Shay have this kind of disassociation from Tyrion from the get-go, is she just kind of playing him? Or is there a point where she decides that she doesn't love him and, and she you know, makes the decisions that she's going to make down the road? I still don't know, and again, we're, we're building up to this, but I think if there is a turning point, maybe it's right now. Maybe mm-hmm. it's this whole wedge in their relationship, because you're just kind of seeing her being blindly mad for... I'm not going to say no reason because that's, you know, trivializing this thing that I, I get would be a big thing for her. But she seems to just be unwaveringly upset about yeah. this thing that he really had no control over. Yeah, I agree. I think when usually when in a situation where your boyfriend is getting married to someone else, I would definitely qualify <laughs> that as a wedge in your relationship. Yeah, sure. To a child. Com- it at least complicates yeah. things, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't blame her for that. But, right. I mean, come on. <laughs> get, get over it. <laughs> Am I right? You are right. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, the fact that she likes Sansa is even more disturbing for her. Like, it's just, it's not some other person. It's someone who she's kind of befriended and protected and all these things. So I think yeah. there's definitely like you're saying duality. I think that's another part of like finding the balance in her life that she really is struggling with because she clearly loves Tyrion has said that to him, you know, very much views their relationship as much more than just, you know, a prostitute and a lover kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And he does too. And up until this point, there's been no, there's been no doubt of where his feelings kind of, at. and then suddenly I feel she feels like, well, suddenly you get told by one person, nope, you can't do this anymore. And now you're going to listen to them, but you didn't listen to the father, your father prior, right? You brought me here, even though you weren't supposed to. And yet, mm-hmm. what's changed? I think she struggles with that as well. And I, yeah, I, I, to, to, uh, argue that point too a little bit where maybe she's kind of starting to change here or uh, her, you know, this is kind of the, the last straw or the turning point for her where she ends up turning on Tyrion a bit. Um, trying to be a little spoiler-free here. Uh, I know. <laughs> as, as we always try on Thrones and Scones. But anyway, um, I think I would argue that too, and I know I, I have to jump ahead an episode or so to, to make this point, but she, when Tyrion and Sansa do get married, and then Tyrion... Spoilers. Spoilers, yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> it happens. The it night happens. of their wedding... 
Tyrion, uh, Shay comes in and Tyrion's on the chair and, and uh, she like goes to clean the bed. Uh, excuse and, you. It's a Shay's lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was my mistake. Uh, and then Shay goes to clean the bed and, and sees that it's you know, dry and everything. Uh, she does give this like, she smiles and she's clearly very happy and, you know, yeah. kind of. So I, I think she's Maybe still... she just loves a quality set of sheets. Maybe she appreciates they're unsoiled. <laughs> Maybe these are... Well, well, I think that's what they're going for. And I, I don't... Were we talking thread counts? Wow, we <laughs> Maybe we these things to, are just yeah. pristine, next level sheets. She's like, ooh, shit. Is this, uh, is this mirish cotton? Damn. What did we Take say that. was a high thread count? I already forgot. Like in the real world? Yeah. Is it like uh, 600 like or 900? Eight, 900 eight, like eight, probably eight. is. It's topping out. I don't know. It's... It's, I'm sure you can probably stir. buy something like a thousand or something ridiculous. Mm. Oh, yeah, probably. Well, I have. I think we, you know, we talked about it. I have sheets I got for Christmas. It says eleven hundred. There's no way. Like, they're the they're not good. <laughs> you know. a- anyway, um, that what I have to lay on now at night. I would argue on par with what Theon Greyjoy is going through. <laughs> <laughs> so so. Much. As his teasing and torture continues, this time with like the most obvious ploy ever, and he sees it for what he for what it is, but he kind of gets into it anyway. And on the one hand, I'm like, well, what what was his ulterior option here? Uh, it's just these naked women grinding on top of him. I mean, okay, get I'm into sorry. it or get out. But he's getting tortured for what we think of days, maybe even weeks straight, right? It's got to be and weeks yet, at this point, right? And, and then well, suddenly two chicks walk in. He's like, oh, yeah, no, this is believable. I'll let you see my penis. Like, no no thought outside of that. We want to see it, Lord Greyjoy. Heard the tales. He's like, yeah, Is yeah, this yeah, a yeah. thing? I mean, was this something that's... Because uh, Ramsay brings that up, too. Like, I wasn't aware that Theon had this legendary penis. Yeah, I wasn't either. I think... Maybe they're just saying like you I'm know, fucking with him. I think they're really he gets just, around. Yeah. Okay. He sleeps. He tries to sleep with his sister for God's sakes. I mean, like. Didn't we see it at one point? I can't remember. Yeah, I remember we the did one, see it at one point. It, it was, was the our first. Penis it was the, the flaccid show. penis right after like. <laughs> was, remember it was like instant flaccid. <laughs> I'll have to go yeah. back to the. Uh, I'll have to go back to the episode. We should just um, rewatch review. that. Was legendary a term we used to describe it? <laughs> it was not. Okay. It was not. Just uh, wanted to I, clear that up. It was not. Good call. Good catch there. Um, it wasn't even yeah. ball forward. Speaking of his sister, by the way, uh, Theon, played by Alfie Allen, who is the brother of Lily Allen, who's a British singer. I don't know if you guys know Lily Allen. She's I had don't some know. hits. Um, Lily Allen was she... offered the role of Yara Greyjoy and oh, turned she... it down because there she would have to basically get fingered by a brother. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, as is you she, can imagine. Is she know. related to Gary Allen? The country singer? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not certain, but <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think chance. that we can only reasonably say yes. What about Barry Allen? Uh, I, duh. Probably, right? Duh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so th- we still don't know who Ramsey is. We still don't know where they are. I guess we don't learn that for a while. Hmm. Do you guys think that uh, I, I, you can tell what mood I was in when I watched this episode? I have a couple more passive-aggressive notes. Uh, one of them says, "Seems like there are a lot more wildlings than there were who climbed the wall." <laughs> There's like 
just two dedicated people to carry the deer, and then there's like eight people just kind of walking, and then all the named characters that we had already been hanging out with, with John and Egret and Oral and Tormund. Um, did they climb separately? Did they go around? Were they already there? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe they were hiding in backpacks or stuff. They're a bunch of contortionists. I can't say for certain. And also, what I might have found as the biggest plot hole in the whole series, you guys notice how nobody ever opens wine on this show? <laughs> it's always just around in an open, non-sealed jar. Like, you know that goes bad, right? Like, are these people drinking off wine all the time? Uh, or is it just, uh, is it implying that every container of wine is, like, replenished on the daily? Maybe, maybe it's just, uh, we're just seeing, you know, they're just in there, they're decanting before they're drinking, obviously. Of course. Um, the only thing I'm going to say about that is, I can't imagine that the winemaking processes, whenever this, I guess I don't know when this show is set technically, from a year standpoint, but clearly, techno- technologically, I doubt their winemaking processes are that sterile to begin with. So I'm yeah. kind of thinking their wine is pretty off in general. Does that have to do with... I don't even know if sterility is the word I want, but like, isn't it just oxidation? Yeah, oxidation is going to rip that sucker up, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, I don't even know if they're going to notice, given the just probably oh, that's complete yeah, that's amount of just like it's probably like 25 percent, 50 percent, just straight bacteria at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and I made a I made a note of it in the next episode, but since we're already talking about wine. Why is every we know that beer exists, we know that rum exists. Why is everyone getting wine drunk? It is the worst kind of drunk. Uh, especially from what red. standpoint especially though. Especially red yeah, wine drunk, right? Red I mean, wine that, drunk. That's horrible. It's the bro. it's it's sucks. not a comfortable drunk and it's the worst hangover. Yeah. Yeah, the hangover part is uh no joke. I love red wine. Oh my god, it's so good. I'm not a big wine guy. Oh, no, you will. No. You'll get there. Get some I'd, good red. It seems like I feel like if your palate is to the point where like you can appreciate the nuances of whiskey and you don't like wine, you're not gonna like wine. Like, no, mm, this may be a I fair don't, point. I don't. Yeah, I, I, maybe I, 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 my, say I wasn't th- drinking the kind of scotch that he was drinking at 25. So my thought process on it has always been that maybe I just haven't given it a fair go yet. You know? Yeah, that's you probably haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't really tried that many wines. Um, mm. So I think that's fair. Game of Thrones wines in stores now. There's a Chardonnay, a Cabernet, and a red blend. Get yours before they're gone. Yeah, it'd be it'd be like uh, me saying uh, I'm not a whiskey fan, but I've only had Doctor McKillicuddy's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or saying yeah. Well, as you guys know, I am a I am a uh, whiskey connoisseur. Uh, my go-to, of course, being Southern Comfort. There you go. There you of go. Of course, of course. Um, Shall we? I mean, if you guys don't want to, we don't have to. But I was thinking maybe we should look at uh, this episode of Game of Thrones. What do you think? I mean, there's I a couple so. other things we could talk about in this yeah. episode. Okay, go ahead. Um, we so the best, the best part. Let's bring it to, of course, still my favorite characters in this in this season, Jamie Bryn. We are getting them now, which this leads into my topic. So we can. Can talk you uh, can you say her name again for me? Brienne. Just curious. Oh, okay. Did I not say Brienne? Right. I thought you said Bryn. So oh. I'm thinking I'm thinking we actually need to get like a buzzer. Like a eh. <laughs> So that way every time Jeremy says a name wrong, we don't correct him or say anything. We just go eh. And then he's got it. He gets a couple chances to get it right. All right. I'm going to try to Bron- remember to do that. Bri- Brienne. Brine. 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 
yeah, so I'm just gonna bring this up. So for me, I talked about this last time with <laughs> I'm getting the finger. <laughs> uh, I talked about this last time in the sense do you if you're watching the show for the first time, do you think Jamie loves her? Loves Brienne? Yeah. Nah. No. Not yet, at least. What? Why um, else would you jump into a pit with a bear? Well, I, I I think that he has this, like, there's an intimacy to their relationship. I don't think it's love necessarily, but, like, he's got a good connection with her. And she is the one person who he's not only opened up to, but who has reciprocated in the way that he didn't necessarily think people would. Like, she, being this very honorable person, understood what he was saying and understood where he came from and and she, you know, she accepted that and kind of changed her perception of him, um, which is, I think, a barrier that he didn't necessarily would think would get broken down. So I, I think that he holds her in very high regard. I don't think that means he's in love with her. No, I don't get that at all from their relationship at this standpoint. They do imply it later, for sure. Or they try to imply that other characters think that it's happening. Right, and I think that's kind of like watching watching this over now, I... I get that intimacy, and I think maybe I'm just misinterpreting that, but I really feel like she, what she does for him, allowing him to be Jamie instead of the Kingslayer, right? And she understands now yeah. him as it. That's much more, I think, relatable for him than anything he's ever had with other characters, his sister. And I feel like that becomes a better relationship. He. He th- he still tried to to do well with her, right? By telling the story yeah. of the Isle and the, um, fuck, what was that? Sapphire, right? Like the sapphires. The yeah. sapphires, and realizes that kind of sabotages her. Um, so I think the honor thing going back, but then the jumping in with the bear, like, I just feel like that's like that leap moment that she profoundly gets of like he's willing to say, you know, risk his life to save me. So I don't yeah. know. I think that's just maybe that's the romance romantic in me a little bit that I feel like that's very it's a good story. It's interesting to me. I remember it being a bit more like climactic when I saw it. like it kind of fell a little flat for me. The bear scene. It was so quick um, and I don't know what I wanted to see, but it was a little bit of a it was whatever. It was OK. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it felt pretty flat, too. For me, I don't and maybe again. I don't know. I thought this whole episode kind of fell flat for me, and I don't know why. I was watching it pretty late at night, so I will disclaimer with that. <laughs> I was probably going in and out a little bit, uh, dozing yeah. off on the couch as I do sometimes. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of static. It just like it didn't really. I don't know. It didn't. Uh, not a lot of high points. Not a lot of low points. Just just, just kind middle, of, a middle point, of the road. point to point episode for me. And again, we I, don't. We still. It's funny how often. I mean, Daenerys is ungodly hot um but we never talk about her and we're reviewing these things because i feel like like we're in what young kai is that what it is or uh yeah we've made it to young kai at this point yeah so again an interesting point with the slaver uh with them kind of being witty with conversation of like he's like well i have these powerful friends you can't threaten me and she's like fuck you you leave your gifts i will threaten you yeah she totally does. But even she, that, it's not, it's, I mean, it's interesting, but I still feel like it's so slow with progress that you really don't get hooked in the way that we have in some of these other stories. You know what, I'm okay with it at this point, though, because what they're doing is 
They're, they're not doing a ton with Danny. They're making decent enough progress, but they're also not lingering like they True. were in season two, oh, God. like when they're not doing anything. So right. we don't see much of her, which I think is why I don't really write anything down about Danny. Yeah. But like she comes in for a few minutes. She does her thing. We make plot progress. And then, you know, we're we bug her off to something else, um, which, you know, there are cons to that as well. I'd like to see a little bit more of that story. But as long as they're not doing anything with it, don't show me. Yeah, I mean, she's real. I mean, really, it's being hammered that if you're a slave, I'm gonna free you. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the overarching thing right now, mm-hmm. and I will do what other people may consider, you know, lunacy, to make sure that I free these slaves. Yeah. Also, uh, Jeremy, it's my favorite part of the episode. I didn't want to give it to them, but I figured, you know what? I'm trying to pretend like this is my first watch through. I'm gonna give them their moments to be happy. Who's pregnant? Oh, oh, with Talisa, yeah. Talisa is pregnant, yay. She's having a kid, and she does not have the Dothraki technology to tell whether or not it's a boy, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, she's she going to send a raven. Pregnant. Everyone knows, and she's going to be like, it's a girl. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I should block that out, obviously, for things we know in the future. I just, yeah, I don't. Yeah, we don't want to spoil the sex of the baby. We don't do that here on the because <laughs> obviously yeah. we know when it's yeah so. yeah yeah for sure the uh yeah also to lisa when we discover this she drops it in a i don't know she could have put a little more effort into the birth announcement but this is the age of instagram maybe she didn't have that creativity back then uh she is basically writing a letter to her mom in right. volantis mm-hmm. and it's it's discovered in conversation that this letter is basically going to include the fact that she is now queen and oh and pregnant <laughs> and married <laughs> Like, could you imagine just being, you know, regular old mom, your daughter's a nurse, and all of a sudden you get a, a letter, and you're like, oh, this is, oh. Like, Congratulations. I guess Well, uh, that, well I guess that's so. nice. Yeah, that's that's very, very nice. Yeah, the whole marriage, wedding, it moves quickly for them, so. <laughs> yeah, very, very quickly for them. I mean. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a ton on this episode. Our good, bad, and juggly moments. We get some butt action with Rob and uh, Talisa. And then, you know, some full-on pretty intense nudity from yeah. Miranda and there's your, Violet. Uh, I think there's your duality for you, Tony. Both both uh, two butts. <laughs> two, <laughs> two butts. Talisa <laughs> and Rob. <laughs> That's true. They That's like showing their butts. They showed their butts last balance. time, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I like looking at their butts. Um, yes, they are fine. Anything else before we move on to, of course, the baked good portion of our show? I don't think so. So technically, uh, is this considered the episode where Theon gets his Castration. junk I, removed? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, it's not shown. I think that's what they, at the end, yeah. where the guys is, are holding so this, him down. Yeah. This yeah. Is, it's considered the penisectomy. I would think that so. this is indeed the penisectomy. Okay. Ugh. Versus Gross. a penis otomy, yeah. which is putting a tube in a penis. I mean, just gonna put that. Sure. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We appreciate the clarification. I did not know. Sure. Ectomy to remove, otomy to put a tube in. So it's kind of like sure. putting a demon baby inside of the penis. That. Yeah. And put a, and doing a penis into me. That's a whole different Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> on just, a similar note. Yeah. <laughs> I have a cherry scone today. It is from Cheryl Loesch Studio in Quincy, Illinois. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds classy. 
Sounds fancy. Yeah. Fancy Studios. It's moist. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, if you would kind like of, to, uh, kind of uh, non-traditional for the scone pastry, right? Which, hey, as a throner, I appreciate a little bit more moistness in my pastry. There you go. Uncharacteristic. Indeed, it is. Uh, if you guys want to hit us up, thronesandscones.com has all the links to anything you could possibly want, including our social media and every single dang episode. Of course, you can find us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. But if you're already hearing us. You probably know that. We'll be back tomorrow with Season 3, Episode 8. Are you down with G.O.T.? Yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. me. I don't know if I told you guys this on the podcast. I know I told you. But I'm, like, making my way through these meal delivery services that are all on sale. Yeah. yeah. For, like, 2019. Pl- are you on plate now or plated? So I did plated, and now I'm on HelloFresh. Well, I've Hel- done Blue Apron Fresh. and plated. Hello and now I'm doing Hello Fresh. So, Hello Fresh. Blue Apron we did it's for several fresh. months. I thought it was pretty yeah. pretty good. It's good. I, yeah, I just I don't have the budget to pay full price for any of these, so I just keep it until I can not get it for cheap, and then I, you know, I bugger off. I know that's exactly what they don't want, but I'm gonna take advantage of the system while I've got it. But all <laughs> so, of these things come. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. I was just gonna say on on just just so I'm aware, I haven't done any of these on Hella Fresh. I take it this is like Hello they send fresh. some sort of like you know uh, it's it's uh, you know garlic aioli shrimp <laughs> and 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 uh, uh, ginger dressing salad or something and then yeah. uh, and then and then some Jordans y'all <laughs> to wear yeah. while to wear yeah. while you're eating absolutely okay. so that's what it's um, like right yeah and each box has a link of a chain and so. You can make a full chain after so many boxes okay, perfect, and stuff. Per- oh, and uh, that's actually really fresh. Good yeah. If they're not doing that, we need, we need to be doing that. <laughs> In our subscription box service, here we have an announcement. Um, get a different scone every week. Um, so so I'm, I'm doing these, and they come in these boxes that stay cool for a while, which is good because they're male, and I work. And so they've got these massive ice packs in it. Can I ask you guys, what does the phrase water-soluble mean to you? <laughs> well, I mean, it means that it solubes in water, right? Yeah, it dissolves, yeah. dissolves in water. I like, yeah, the, I like the verb solube. Yeah, you <laughs> solubed it. <laughs> yeah, I solubed it. it. Yeah, so it dissolves in water. Correct. So you would, these, are, these are massive, massive, huge ice packs that if you were to thaw and put in your trash, it's just thin plastic like if it pierces it's going to make a huge mess in your trash so it says repeatedly on all the packaging water soluble water soluble so i dumped it down the sink and don't do that (laughs) because i had to spend about two hours the other day unclogging my kitchen sink oh no uh with a plunger with boiling water with baking soda because it just kind of gets and then I looked it up, and I guess various plumbing things have varying degrees of success with it. But it's so, it's got this weird, like, applesauce texture to it when it gets wet. It doesn't dissolve completely. And so it just gets heavy enough to basically settle the water the um, at the, in the U of your pipe. Yeah. And so, like, you can't even get, if it gets to the point where, Thankfully, I was able to take care of it. Like, if you were to try to take a plumbing snake into it, it's going to be able to move through it okay, but it's going to basically be too heavy to, to fix slide. the block. Like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
it's apparently it can get worse than having to take a couple hours and basically take a cup and hand bail my water out of the sink. But oh, real fun! I just don't know what I'm supposed to do with. I guess I'm just gonna put them in the trash now. But I'm just gonna make we a saved a lot of, of them. They're, I mean, they're good ice packs for things. If you're yeah, sure. I kept two of them as well, but they're like the size of a box. Oh, I don't yeah, need no, that's more than two of them. them and, the, yeah. There's one in one, if not two, in every box that mm-hmm. shows up. I just, you know, and again, I appreciate it. I know it needs to be there, but I just don't. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so, I was just gonna totally side note on the ice pack thing. So, Jim, mm-hmm. you go first. I got oh else. no! So I was saying. So obviously, being in medicine, we get a lot of deliveries with things that are packed full of that stuff too, and we yeah. had the same same thing. Like we will have like you know a delivery get like. 12 15 boxes and they all are stacked full of those things and what yeah. do you do to get rid of them so uh, it feels well, so wasteful it is it's a giant waste so go ahead Hans. oh i was just gonna say now that you've uh now that you had you've had a fair go at some of these services tony give me a give me a quick off the cuff ranking Ooh. okay so i got the hello fresh box i haven't made anything yet sure mm. Okay. Um, from a packaging standpoint, I think Blue Apron was the best, but they're all very close. Uh, Blue Apron and HelloFresh are pretty on tier with each other. Plated took a little bit of a step down, but it's they're all pretty packaged nicely. HelloFresh is nice because it's like the meats are separate, and then everything else is like in a brown bag. So it's like, oh, this is what you need for this meal. And you're like, yeah. okay, I'll just open that bag, and then boom, done. Uh, as for the meals and stuff, um, I think... I want to say that they're all of a pretty similar quality, but the Blue Apron meals, and granted, I did these a little while ago, I have reused bits of those recipes. Like, I've got a couple side dishes that I make fairly regularly from those. I've got, like, a couple sauces that I've used for other things, whereas I don't think I've repeated anything from, like, plated yet. So... Uh, so that's quite good. Those I feel like the blue aprons were more in depth. Like they took more cooking time as well. Gotcha. So it's there's you know there's perks and what we liked cons. about Blue Apron was from the standpoint of like the size and sauces. While sometimes they send you something, they often will describe how to make it. So then like we would make more sauce for the recipe, and we've like we've saved recipes specifically for the side dishes and those things in them. Yeah. So. I thought that was cool. And again, like, I like that it's kind of like, you know, a, one of our colleagues at work, she had done Blue Apron for like a year or so. And she brought mm-hmm. in all of the, her recipes and I just photocopied them all. Right? Yeah. Which I think is just awesome that suddenly you have, because, I mean, I don't know when you guys are cooking, but all recipes is like, I'll just go to all recipes, look for like the top dinners for the week and be like, oh, I'll make that. And yeah. so essentially that's what this has done. Um, and the nice thing that was the packaging. I don't think it, obviously it saves time in the grocery store and is less wasteful, but depending on how many people you're feeding, it's just not, it was never cost effective for us. Like No, the, I think it's, yeah, I think from a cost standpoint, it's they're trying to get people who are not cooking because they don't like shopping. Mm-hmm. because yeah. it's not cheaper than grocery shopping. Yeah. And if you're already shopping and cooking, it's, it doesn't save you time or anything no. like that. Yeah. Um, because, it, it, again, it's still kind of intensive. What it is cheaper than is eating out. So if you're eating out, unless you're doing Taco Bell, which I do, so it's not, so it's it's not. not cheaper <laughs> for me. But, yeah, if you're eating out constantly, this is a way to get comparable food at a cheaper yeah. price point. Interesting. Well, we yeah. liked it. We liked cooking. I mean, I like cooking together, and it was always something... That was fun and different because even 
even the thing with all recipes, like the part of the thing when you have a hundred thousand choices, <laughs> making a choice is impossible, right? Right. And it's so like, this yeah. is like, oh, nope, Fuck. here's what you're doing. You're like, oh, okay, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Do they keep them pretty consistent um, with dur- like duration of cooking? I mean, if you grab a recipe, is it most of them under two hours? Or, I mean, is it something where you grab yes. a recipe and you're like, you go to cook and it's like, oh, f- oh shit, this eight-hour roast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I haven't had any roasts or anything like that. The HelloFresh ones, I think, are nicer about that. There's like 12 choices maybe for the week. You pick, th- well, whatever your meal plan is. Mine is pick three and then yeah they'll say like what the thing is and there's always one that's like a quick meal okay so like cool. if you want something that's ready in less than like 25 minutes like okay there you go i think they're all around 30 to 45 minutes on average see like I, prep and prep and cook time i always found their prep time severely underestimating things yeah well it's i think like, they're yeah it's it's it's, it's if like, you can do everything Simultaneous, like you yes. really know what's happening. Yeah. It would take the amount. Of it's time like prep time, fifteen minutes. Like forty-five minutes later, I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm good <laughs> now. Like, Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and I think that's what ended up frustrating Emily so much is like, because it wouldn't have bothered me to take that long to do their prep for forty-five minutes, but it's the mm-hmm. expectation of doing it in ten, and I'm like, how the fuck are they doing this in ten minutes? Yeah, I think for a couple, and you know, I'm speaking without having to use, out uh, ever doing it. I think it would be like a good way for a pair of people to get into cooking because you could just be like, all right, you do step four and five and I'll do, I'll do yeah, this. Yeah. And it's like, okay, there are instructions. You don't have to worry about miscommunication there. Although I have misread recipes twice and fucked them up. Uh, so well, Emily would grab the wrong stuff, like it, you know, out of the bag and had put things on shelves, like in groups to know for meals and then mm. take, a sauce the wrong one or or add the wrong spice and then yeah then you're like oh fuck it whatever yeah i did a uh i was just gonna say i feel like kind of like you were saying on that on that prep time i haven't done it but even reading online recipes like you're saying and jenna makes fun of me too because i i take forever to cook anything um Mm. but the prep time be like 10 minutes prep time and don't you feel like it's a little like almost condescending a yeah. little like degrade it's a little degrading like it's you know degrading. like there's they feel like you you do whoever wrote it's like just like a little better than you because you, you're doing it and you're like oh, i can't get this done it's i can't get this done in 10 minutes so when when i read it it's almost like prep time 10 minutes you dipshit it's like boil the water dice all your vegetables and then make your sauce and you're like emma's like it's been an hour and five minutes you haven't even started cooking the meat uh but it says prep time 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's so, it's so funny. The, it's like my podcast time now though. So I have been listening to exponentially more podcasts since I've started cooking all the time. Nice. I mean, I only listen to ours on repeat, but if me, I wanted me, to listen me to other too. ones, over I'd have and over to do and it. over yeah. again. <laughs> also, these meal prep services are like always the first things to sponsor any podcast. And now that we pit them all against each other, we're never going to get yeah. sponsored. No. So, uh, bye, potential money. I missed you. Yeah, now that they know Jeremy's just taking their recipes and Xeroxing them from a friend or whatever. <laughs> and now we're really screwed. Photocopying. It's not the 90s. Okay. Sorry. Photocopy.